Okay, uh, my name is Beth Guide, and tonight's topic is going to be about the building blocks on how to build a website. Um, intrinsically, whenever we have these classes, the first set of questions always seem to revolve around how do I build the site? What do I do to build the site? Where do I go? Um, and where do I start? And it seems to be an ongoing theme. So I thought, well, maybe if we kind of nip this all in one shot, we could have a whole discussion about this and it would be a good, a good place to start on this. Um, so uh, I decided we we're going to talk about this. So the very first thing you have to do, um, I'd like to know really how many of you actually have websites. Um, but I'm going to assume that if you don't, you don't, and then if you do, that you're probably using a free builder type program. So the first question I'm going to throw out there, and I want everybody to kind of put that in the scroll, like in the question and answer box for me, is are, what, what did you build your website in? Uh, either the answer is none, Wix, Squarespace, WordPress, or something else. So I know what I've got running around in the room here. No, you don't have to have a website for the person that asked that question. All right. Oh, you guys are doing good here. All right. So I have about 50% of you have said WordPress. Those of you that say that said WordPress, can you tell me if it's WordPress.com or WordPress.org? And if you don't know, say, I don't know. Okay. All right. All right. So let's, the reason I'm asking these questions is because there really is, I, I hate to say this, WordPress.org is, is always the right answer. Uh, but I want to explain why, and then I want to kind of talk through with the ones of you that have, I have a bunch of Shopify's, I've got a bunch of Squarespace, I've got a bunch of Wix, um, and I kind of want to address where all of these are and what they are, so then we know what to do to move forward, and then where we go. Um, and let me scroll my screen down, just because I'm making sure. Uh, .com, not sure, running through GoDaddy is going to be in the same category. So there's two different ways to build a website in 2020. And I almost said 19, but because I've lost this entire year, I'm hoping we can just jump to 2021 at the rate we're going. I'm kind of over all this. Um, but the uh, there's two different paths that you, well, there's three different paths that you can take. There is a old school method or a customized method to build a website. So I have a website. Um, I've had somebody come in and custom program it, custom build it. Some of them still, I, as hard as it is for me to believe, some of them are still writing it in old HTML. They've done a good job, but it's written in older code. Um, and a lot of that is gone by the way of the Dodo bird. Um, if you bought a custom version of software or have paid somebody and they did a custom version, chances are you're going to be okay, but I, I don't know that we have the flexibility to add the elements that we need. And I'll kind of touch on custom last because there wasn't a lot of you. Um, the next is WordPress dot 
wordpress.org. Now, wordpress.org is always 100%, almost without exception, the right path to take. And I, I will come back to say why in a minute. Um, those of you that are Squarespace, Wix, uh, Weebly is another one, Shopify is another one. I want to explain a little bit about that so we understand. So when you build a house, the, the foundation of the house is probably the most important thing that you build. When you build a car, the engine is the most important item that we have when we build that car. And because some of these don't have a good engine, it doesn't allow us to get as far down the road. So one of the objectives that you have to assess is what is the goal for your website? If the goal for your website is for there to be visibility and people to see you and people to find you naturally on Google, places these online systems make it very difficult for you to be able to meet the criteria that Google wants. And I, and I hope to get through what that criteria is a lot tonight. I will, I'm going to try to the best of my ability to do that. Um, so um, the, those systems, if your objective is to just have a, something on a business card that you can put one page out on the internet or five pages out on the internet and you have no bigger ambition than to say, hey, go to my website, then you're okay. But I've been of the opinion and I will remain of the opinion is that your website is a, another salesman in your organization and it should be treated as such. And when you don't treat it as such, it doesn't allow your business all the different ways that it can grow. And when we're an upstart, it may seem a little bit undaunting, you know, undaunting to do that. What I will say is that I'm looking at everything <clears throat> through the prism of a pandemic at this point. And I know that a lot of the interpersonal communication and the interpersonal discussions that we've used to have with people, um, we can't do that anymore. Uh, we can't go out and sit down and have lunch and get to know each other. Um, you know, it, it's funny because I can look down this list and I know those, some of you that I know I've met in person. But I also see a whole bunch of people here that I see your names on a screen and I have no idea who you are. And the thing is, is that that personal interaction helps all of us get to know what's going on, what's happening, who we are, how do we interact, and lets us form networks and lets us come up with ways to do business together, okay? That has been lost in this pandemic at this point. I mean, everybody's kind of trying and we're doing Zoom meetings and we're doing all of that. But one thing that you are actually doing is still utilizing your website. So if you have a website that you put up and it's a five-page website and you never cultivated being, I'm going to put the word air quotes, found, we have a very different set of dynamic with those folks than the people that took the time to put in the effort to make sure that we did certain things right. It's not enough because, again, it's all about goals and what were your goals for your website. So I want to make sure that we kind of understand that part of it. Um, but you have to make that determination. So I am going to be of the opinion that any business that intends to stay in business long-term needs a website that Google can index, 
that Google can find and Google can include you in their listings. Squarespace, WordPress.com, Wix, Shopify do not give you the best advantages to do that. So just a little bit of, of, of number crunching at you. I don't like to do numbers much, but 94% of websites that are built on those platforms do not rank. Now, I have seen people like me run competitions up against each other to see what it would take to make a website rank within those frameworks. And it can be done, but I have a 22 year skill set. So it becomes a very difficult lift for somebody that doesn't necessarily understand what that lift looks like. So I hope everybody kind of understands what I'm saying there. It's not a knock on anybody. That's not a, you know, somebody's not doing something. It's nothing to do with that. It's that these systems are so hard that you don't have a broke clock syndrome. Okay. WordPress.org is, has a broke clock syndrome. And if anybody knows about a blurb clock, it's right two times a day. Um, the other thing, my dad, he's 85. He likes to say this a lot to me because he does something. And I'm like, boy, a, bl br uh, um, a blind squirrel found the nut. So sometimes he'll go find something. And he says the blind squirrel struck again. So he chuckle, makes me chuckle when he says that. But WordPress.org lets a blind squirrel find a nut. Okay. So if you do a few basic things right, you're in some real good position to get ahead. So when I look at the scales of what those two items are and what would work, I have one that 94% of you have no presence in Google whatsoever. I have another bunch of you that um, may or may not have a website or a goal. And then I have another of you that have about 50% of you at least have half a fighting chance of being able to do, to do something. So um, and I'm trying to find out somebody like, looking like somebody has their hand up, but I don't think they do. So with all of that said, I want you to understand that the objectives for your website are very important for this discussion, because if you're a, your um, objective is to be found on a search engine or to have a public appearance in that manner, chances are a Squarespace site, a Wix site is not necessarily the right path to take without a whole lot of extra work being attached to it. So, and, you know, and I hate to say this, somebody must have their, Sandra, do you see somebody with their hand up? I don't mean to interrupt, but I've got three people with their hands up here. Does somebody, do they, you guys want to ask questions? Is that what we're trying to do? Are they able to, are they able to, can you, can you unmute them? I don't know if I have the ability to do that. Let me see if I, I don't have the ability to do it, but you're muted. I can't hear you. I apologize. Can you just put the questions in the scrolls? Um, we'll, we'll see about getting you unmuted later. Um, but we can, I'll, I'd rather do it off the scroll than try to get you in off the off these microphones if that's okay if everybody could do that Floor has that. set it up so that they prefer them to ask the questions in the q a yeah and that's really where i would prefer it too it's just that i saw like five of them with their hands up and i was wondering what what's going on here so um if yeah if you guys can put your questions in the call saw um no there's nothing i can do with my dog john he's just gonna i don't know what his problem is but i would have to get up and go get him so that i apologize about 
he has decided that something is bothering him. And well, I, I can, really you know what, if you'd like to do that, I can, um, I can talk to them a minute because I've had a lot of questions asked about the small business success series. So if you want to do something. Yeah, let me go see if I can find out what his problem is because he's, he's melting down. He doesn't normally do this, but I don't know. So, all right, I'll be right back then. Give me one second. Thank you. Okay. I, I apologize for the interruption. No worries. Um, it, uh, I, I do want to let you know that we'll, we'll be sending information to all of you regarding the Small Business Success Series. And we partnered with SCORE to bring it to you. So it will also be appearing on the SCORE website soon. We'll be opening up registration for it soon. And the way it'll work is that we'll have each of the starting Mondays posted for each of those um, five modules. And so you can sign up for each module that you can attend. And if you can make it, you could, we, we welcome you for all five modules. And we'll then send you a link when you sign up for that module, that will work for the two afternoons for that module. So you'll only find it listed on a Monday, but when we send you the link, uh, the link will work for both the Monday and the and the Thursday afternoon sessions for that module. And um, HCC is going to host the the virtual part of it, so we'll do it on WebEx meetings. And so we'll send you a link that will work for WebEx meetings, and we'll um, we'll welcome you in. And it should be a great run. We have some wonderful presenters and you're just going to love the content when you see it up um, to get to know more about who will be presenting for you and um, and to just uh, have fun with it. We're excited because um, by giving you an afternoon session on Monday and on Thursday, they'll give you some time in between Monday and Thursday to do a little, a little work on your business assumptions. So when you finish each of the modules, you're going to um, take away something important from that module about that part of your business plan and it'll be about your plan your business assumptions so welcome back beth all right i'm back yes and he seems to be happy at my feet for the moment i don't know what his problem was all right so i think they, they they can concentrate on you better when when he's not talking to them too <laughs> oh no i know he doesn't normally run his head like that so i don't know what his problem was all right so let me let me let's back up on some of these questions here one person said is GoDaddy a good website? That's a web host. I think you have to pick your website host very carefully. Um, they are good until they're bad and you need them, and then you're going to find out how bad they are. So you can try to read between those lines if you'd like, but that's my two cents on is GoDaddy a good host. I'm going to say um, one more thing before you keep going. Flora and I are going to take ourselves off camera so we can just let you be the the main focus of the event now yeah, and then if you want to start showing them something on camera you can do that as well a lot of this we're going to talk for the moment because i want to get to we how many times do i answer this question about squarespace wix and weebly and i mean i think i do it every week so i thought it was a good time to actually take the time to explain what what my issues are with all of this i agree okay. and we'll let you be the focus so i'm going to take myself off camera but i'm here and i'll answer questions too if they're in the chat Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. So next one says, I can't hear with the dog barking. Okay. Dog has been under control. Uh, at least for the moment he is, I think he's mad because I have a green screen behind me is what I think he's mad about. Um, let's see. Will there be in, will there also be entail for a podcast site, which is a platform are you going to use for your podcast? You know, it's funny that you say that. So this question is, Am I going to talk about a podcast? No, I wasn't going to talk about a podcast, but I did a talk on a podcast this morning, and I'm trying to figure out what to do with that talk. But what I will tell you is the best podcasting 
place you can have. You need a WordPress website and then use SoundCloud to host the files. Um, that's, that's the two high points on podcasting. Um, let's see. The next one says, uh, let me mark that one. The next one says, when you refer to WordPress.org, does that include WordPress installs? Uh, yeah, no, it doesn't. It does if you're at someplace like Bluehost. It doesn't if you're at GoDaddy. Go, GoDaddy is interesting, and, and um, they do a lot of things to make sure that it's very difficult to leave them. So what they did is they went and partnered with WordPress.com. So you just can't pick your website up with GoDaddy and their WordPress install because it's a WordPress.com install. So it's not, the answer is nine out of 10 web hosting companies let you use WordPress.org. There's one that kind of doesn't do it exactly that way. All right. If I get a call from Google, should I talk to them? No, never talk to Google. That's like talking to the IRS. I don't talk to them either if they call me. All right, let's see. Next one says, will you be emailing the one slide that shows the... No, that's for Sandra. If I... All right, hold on. That's for Sandra. In the physical class before COVID, she said, people are stuck with GoDaddy except your build and manage your website.org is easier um but took her as three physical wordpress.com classes not easy to manage okay all right so i think wordpress with wordpress.org or wordpress.com the interface is somewhat the same okay so let let me let me be clear on that the wordpress interface looks somewhat similar and actually let me do a screen share here on this because I was while well, I was working before, before I got here. So this is what a typical WordPress dashboard works like. You need some basic plugins to make this easy to publish. So like if I wanted to post um, a page of content or put something up, it's as easy for me as to add a block in a row and I just add it in, but I have a website builder to do that. Okay, that's not the same as using something like Wix that can be dragged and dropped and moved around on a screen. They're completely different. So I think with the right set of uh, plugins, a WordPress website is not hard to manage. You need something like uh, Elementor, uh, WP Bakery, uh, Beaver Builder, any of them that add um, a visualization, um, it's going to end up help helping with that. Okay, so... Um, I, I, I think it can be easy, but I think you need to make sure you put the right plugins in. Uh, it is very difficult if you don't put the right plugins in and don't know that you're supposed to put them in. So I hope that kind of answers that question. All right. It says, my site was flagged years ago and I had to change my host, sent it to Google to stop placing the negative message, took the site down constantly. Is there a way to clear that? I don't know what to do. Yes, the way to clear that is through Webmaster Tools, but you have to make sure that your website and your web uh, host and the, whatever was hacked was cleaned up. Um, they, If it won't go away persistently on its own, then my guess is somewhere, somehow that's still hacked and that needs to be looked at by somebody that knows what they're doing with it. Um, so that would be the answer to that. Uh, with WordPress and at home, do you build your own website? Yes, okay. Um, 
it's uh, what does it mean to say do you build your own uh, do you build your own website the answer is yes i do build my own website um i do everything uh directly myself um i put my own pages up i pick a theme so what that means is it gives me a set of appearance functions um let me save my page here hold on a minute i'm gonna lose all the work i did Um, so let me save that. So then I come over here. There's a whole appearance tab that you can, you can configure. Let me have to look at that. All right. So you go to themes and you can pick what that website looks like. So this is the one that I have picked for this one. Here's a couple others that I played around with. Here's some standard ones that come with WordPress itself. Um, so I've got all of that uh, looking um, there for people to be able to, um, one second, I apologize on me. Okay, so I can easily pick what I want the website to look like. Now, what I can't do often is mess around with um, the top part of this website myself or I can't mess around with um, where things sit. I have to do some custom programming to do that. So there, there is some limitations in design and elements, but at overall, I think once you pick a theme, there's usually some developer content that they give you. Worst case scenario is you open the, the page, you type over what's there, you utilize the things that are already built and you look like a rock star, but you actually have a website um, that looks like you built the website yourself and did real well with that. So uh, I have no no issues uh, uh, using these themes in this theme system. So yes, the answer, short answer is yes, you build your own website, but how you go about it is, is like the mechanics of it become the situation. The next thing says, what determines a good web host? Um, you know, I've been to web hosting company for 21 years now, so that's, um, somewhat of a, I, I, what is a good web host is one that offers you support, answers your questions. When something bad happens with your website, they actually fix it and don't charge you through the nostrils to do it. They don't shut it off and charge you $1 less than a lawyer would charge you to confer with them to go sue them. Um, there's, there's a myriad of things, uh, you know, and this is so going to sound so simplistic, but I usually look for the web, if I was going to look for a web hosting company, I would put the name of the web company in, in some kind of negative expletive, like sucks or something like that. And when you do that, you get a really good flavor um, of what that web hosting and how they handle it. The other thing is reading, simply reading reviews and seeing how they handle the negative reviews. Um, I think when you look at a company and you assess the negative reviews, it kind of gives you a, a viewpoint of what that's about. Um, so that would be another way to do it. I, you know, I, I, I started doing web design and I used Yahoo web hosting and this goes back almost 21 years and they never would answer a question and i am if i had to say 
I should have changed the name of my company early on because my company became fine. I'll do it myself because I got so aggravated with everything. Anytime something would go wrong and somebody didn't answer me, I just said, fine, I do it myself. So I ended up with my web hosting company, my web design company, and all the other services that we offer. Most came out of the fact that somewhere somebody aggravated me enough. Do I think there's good web hosting companies out there? No, I probably don't. Um, do I think a lot of them are um, cover operations for something else? Absolutely. Um, and what I mean when I say that is they, Squarespace is a great example. They're owned by Square. You know, that little white thing that you hook up to your phone. And what they did is they have all these small business owners coming in. So they get their merchant accounts. So they get the percentage of the sales off of those websites. So they're not really invested in whether that web hosting account, they're using it as a loss leader to get you in the door to have your merchant provider with them. Uh, iPowerWeb, which was an old company that you did that. Um, Google or Google, GoDaddy's another one that has a lot of uh, skin in that game, that they have a lot of downline items that are products that they don't sell, but they use that web hosting platform as a way to advertise um, what you, what, what they, you know, all these Comcast, uh, office, back office tools. So it, a lot of these services end up running through, through GoDaddy that GoDaddy's getting a percentage of sales through. Trying to find a true web hosting company that that's their job, I, I, that might be a question that I would ask. Um, and that's, it's, a, it's an interesting problem. The other thing is any company, and this is um, a general statement, but any company that sets their systems up that forces you to stay with them or makes it next, next to impossible to leave them is a company that you should not sign up with. And that's just my opinion. Um, other people might not even, but to me, any company that you do business with should be just as easy to leave as they are to, to sign up with. And the reason why is because if I have to hold you hostage, that, that means that I'm not keeping you on service and quality. I'm, I'm just making it hard for you. And that's, that's something that we all need to consider, at least in my, so as far as this web hosting thing, that we that we're asking about. I think those are some of the things that I would look for in a web host. Um, if I was shopping for one, I got mad enough and started my own. So that's kind of my that was my but not everybody could do that. But that was kind of my approach to the problem. Um, the next one says, let's see, I, I just talked about GoDaddy too. Can you sell products on WordPress.org and since someone with a web design background make their own WordPress.org? Okay, so that's kind of an interesting question, too. Um, can you sell products on WordPress.org? Yes, absolutely you can. Um, it's not, it's, those files get downloaded and they get put actually on your own computer. And when they get put on your own, uh, your own server, I guess is probably the better way for me to use that than your own computer. But um, when, I, uh, when I go and I, I look at... Um, I'm sorry, what was I? I lost my train of thought there a second there. So when I go and I look at WordPress.org, I'm, I'm actually saying those are a file system that lives on my own website. WordPress has a WooCommerce uh, plugin that adds a full-blown e-commerce store to any website very easily. The Shopify people need to learn that lesson too. 
because again, you can't do the things that you need to do in Shopify. Shopify is another one that has a, a huge problem with uh, this whole be found thing. Um, it's, it's very difficult to do. I mean, it's very difficult to do. So, um, you know, that's just understand that, that again, if the objective is to get ranked, these are not the way or the path to go about against it. Jennifer Behan said, is Bluehost good? I guess other than my own host company, if you're going to make me recommend a competitor, uh, Bluehost is probably the only one out there that actually tries hard enough to do something right. So, I mean, that's the, that's probably the best answer um, on that. All right. Will a recording of this be revoid? Yes, we do. We do keep a court recording of this and we do try to put it out there for people. Um, that's on the SEO 411 site under the class tab. All previous class videos are posted there. Um, what should I pay for a website? And uh, are they offering free sign on for new customers? Uh, what I should pay for a website? That's a tricky question because it can be anywhere from $500 to $50,000. I mean, that's not, there's like such a, if you're talking about signing up a new website and starting, I think the average price on that should be about 1500 to 2000 for somebody that's actually going to do it right. Um, as far as what your web hosting plan should be, it should be anywhere from nine to $19 on average. So that would be that question answered. Um, let's see. You guys are doing good with the questions tonight. You're kind of staying right on point too. Okay. WordPress.org. Does it have web templates and items for plugins? My iPage has Word has uh, WordPress. I don't, I don't know enough about iPage anymore, but the answer to your question is WordPress has oodles and oodles and oodles and oodles of plugins. If you can dream it, there's a plugin for it. So I, I've got no, no problem. I mean, you see all the ones that are listed on mine over here. I've got this list over here on mine is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I've got about 15 to 18 plugins sitting off on that side that's not buried in the menu structure. And they're all, one allowed me to add a booking system. One allowed me to add a mail email marketing campaign. One allowed me to do auto posting to um, social platforms. I, I mean, the, the list is endless. If there's a problem, there's a plugin to, so, so, uh, to uh, solve it, if you will. Okay, I getting, keep getting, okay. So let me, let me say this, because this is, we kind of keep getting this question. So um, when Google calls, um, don't answer or don't get involved with them. They really, those are paid people that are out there trolling to get a local set up Google My Business, anything like that. Google really doesn't, it rarely calls people. Um, and most of these are people that are going to take your money and you're not going to see any speakable improvement. Um, and you're not even going to know enough to know what they've done and what they haven't done. So I, I would say steer clear of robocalls claiming to be Google and how they can improve your business. Um, and that's that story. So that's just a, they, it's constant. I, I have it constant. Is Divi a good template to use? Okay. Um, I, 
Yes. The answer is yes. It's lightweight. It does good. Uh, it does good code. Um, I think it's a little bit more difficult to use than I prefer. Um, I've been doing this a long time and I'm much better with blocks and doing layout that way. Divi doesn't operate the way my brain operates. So although the product is very good, I am not comfortable with it, but that doesn't mean that somebody else can't be comfortable with it. And I do think it's a little bit more advanced than some of these basic ones. Um, but yeah, I, if you're using Divi and you're good with Divi, have at it because it's a good road to go on. Um, can I make the information I'm showing larger? Yes. You know, I always forget that I have the world's biggest iMac over here and I just have to blow the screen up for you guys. Let me see. It's going to give me trouble to do it, right? All right. That should be a little bit better for everybody. Um, now I have to get my chat back. Question is your chat back. Okay. So that should be, if it's not, let me know again. It says, if we use Shopify to sell a product and we have the education tool, like a blog and information, how do we add that and what platforms will work with Shopify? Um, well, no. Uh, you know, that's a tough question. Um, if you use Shopify to sell products, you have an education tool like a blog. See, I would do tricks with that. I would run the shopping cart from Shopify under a sub subdomain. So let's say shop.seo411, and that would be my Shopify area. And then I would take my SEO 411 and run the front part of the website in the blog so that the credit for the blog, which is what Google will notice, is going to stay encapsulated within the domain. I know that it's never going to rank the product sideways, so you're better off to run that under a subdomain. That's a complicated question with a complicated answer. That may be a call me sometime tomorrow or Friday, and I'll explain that to you in more detail. Because... That would be one way to handle it, which is take the Shopify portion of the website, remove it out of the mainframe of the website. So you're still using the shopping cart part, but all your education and Google value would be based on your main domain. That is a doable solution. It's not the ideal solution, um, but it's the, it's the situation. All right. Okay, how do I remove the theme's copyright text on the bottom when I use the theme? Okay, that that is a good question. Um, every theme has a different way to edit it. Uh, some of them say, check a box to remove it. Some of them, you just type over the bottom of it. The big takeaway is you need to remove the theme's link or copyright information that goes out to their website off the bottom of your website, 100% without fail. Um, is the best way to, is the best way to do that. Um, all right. So the next question is, let's see, answer live. Um, sorry. Okay. Next question is, uh, it says, thanks. Besides WordPress.org, what other companies would, okay, 
I'm going to say, I'm not recommending companies. I'm rep- recommending platforms. Um, and, and, and the thing is, there's a lot of things on a website that need to be done that can't be done in other platforms. Now, I could with something like a Drupal, something like a Joomla, something like a Magento could do that. But the lift on it is much difficult, much more difficult. Um, Magento gives me my, my head explode. Joomla does not keep up with their code base, so it gets hot hacked a lot. And Drupal probably would be the next most reasonable thing to do, but again, it is extremely difficult to use. So when you say besides X, what what would I suggest? I don't, especially in a room of of folks that do a lot of their work themselves. Um, it's hard to come up with another solution because again, it's objective based. So if my objective is to rank on Google, the thing that's going to give you the best chance to do that is wordpress.org. Now, if that's not your objective, that becomes a different discussion. Um, and that's, that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing to talk about. Um, so that's, that's a, that's a piece of this. Um, but I, I don't know that there's another alternative. I, I, I we're a hundred percent. Let me say that again. We are 99.9% WordPress. I have one custom built site that we work on and what I did with the custom built site, cause it wouldn't work. I built a subdomain and, in, and entrenched it within the, uh, custom code because I, I, you can't get these things to work right. Um, and I'm going to explain why here in a minute. I got to watch my time because I want to make sure I don't run out of time. But a lot of what I'm what I'm talking about are things that need to be done that Google's looking for. It's not just title tags and meta tags anymore. It's how the H1s and the div tags render on a website. So what I mean when I say that, and actually I. Okay, so let me let me just pull up a post here. It's probably going to be the easiest way to do that. So this page here, I published. This is today's blog post that we put out today. So when I sit down to do this, there's certain elements of the page that I need to be able to control. Okay. Title tag, which is what everybody talks about, I can I can easily control. I need to be able to control the permalink that the website generates. Okay, so I need to be able to go in there and be able to tell the the page what I want the page to be named. I don't want it to be named XYZ PDQ. Okay, um, I need to when I be able to post my pages. I need to be able to decide what I want to do with the H tags, which is this heading function over here. That heading function used to be used to tell people headline one, it's super important, headline six, it's important, but not all that much. The web development community and the custom program community has co-opted these headings 
So I see people using it as click here so they can make the click here really big on their website. Or they they utilize that to make nested nested lists, okay? The problem with that is you're sending a signal to Google because these people are these programs are utilizing functions that are technical functions that should have never been disturbed and, dis and bothered. It's actually being used to make web design, make things pretty. Well, Google doesn't care about pretty. Google cares about what signals do you have? What is the math on something? And how is that math working? So they, you notice that I have SEO um, best practices because that's a term that I want to rank on, okay? Um, let me go to a website that we're working on right now. And I want to, I want to, this one will give us a little bit of a better background. So there's a whole, and I, if you can't see this, uh, let me blow it up now because I know you're not, you're going to all tell me you can't. All right, so this is a little itty bitty website that's just getting started and it doesn't have very many pages, um, but if I go to my front page, down on the bottom, I have a tool in here that tells me how well the page scores up against certain elements of Google. And I'm going to remove that one and I'm going to remove that one. Okay. And I'm going to actually remove that one. Let's do this. So when I put that in, that's the word that I want to rank on on this website because this is. Um, the biggest thing that you can rank on. They're all going to go bark again. I'm sorry. I'm, I just don't know what they're upset about. They don't normally do this. Um, anyway, um, and if they persist, I may have to step away just to grab them real quick again. But um, anyway, there's a list of points that are there that you have to go through to be able to get everything right. So everything from a title tag to how many you have, uh, how do you put together your uh, meta description, um, how many words are in the post, um, how many anchor texts do we have in the post, how is the page redirected properly, does the page have a canonical URL, which is a really fancy way of saying does the page um, have a page that says it's the main page. Um, do I have focus keywords appears in the first 10% of the content? Okay. Um, there's a whole series of things that have to be done technically that can't be done within these other tools. Um, the other way to look at this too is let's go to here. And I'm going to have to blow this one up again, too. So this is a great website. Um, I'm sorry, I've, I've got to blow these up so you can see. 
one of the biggest sets of problems that I see with a website is this navigation structure. And A, how do you nest it and make it go together, okay? Which is, I have a page, I have subpages. I have a page, I have subpages. But then the other thing that Google's looking for on these nested pages is, is there an interconnection of your pages? Okay, well, your, um, that, your cookie cutter builders, like we're talking about, don't generate this. So that's, that's a problem. And then there's a related topic section that we have on the bottom. Google's looking for these swaths of links of pages that are interconnected with each other because basically what it does is it builds silos on topics. So all the light bulb pages are all together. All the lighting pages are together. All the tennis court pages are together. So it creates this interconnectivity of pages. You cannot do that on any earth with something like um, uh, Squarespace or Wix or even wordpress.com. The ability to alter that, those are queries that have to be pulled out of the database and then displayed back out on a page. So when I look at those kind of things and I do those kind of things, you see, oh, here's all the light poles that are together. Google says, okay, so I have these five subsets that point to this main page. And what it's doing is these pages prop this main page up. So Google says, okay, you have 20 pages that are talking about this and they're all pointing to this main page. Well, then by gosh, by golly, we think this is an important page too because it meets the writing criteria, it meets the title tag criteria. And now I have this vertical. You cannot create those verticals within these custom, these um, cookie cutter sites. And that's one of the largest problems with them. The other thing is, and if I come back, let me see if I still have the Starlink site up here. You see this whole index, no index problem? By design, those website builders tell Google not to, not to index your website. So we're going in telling them not to do these things. And you can't rank a website when you're in there telling them, please do not rank this. We don't want you to do that. They will delist the site. I'm going to add another set of caveats to what I'm talking about here. Google has gone through in the not too distant past and come up with an excluded page situation. And what they're doing is they're saying, we're not just going to rank all the pages on a website anymore just because you've submitted them and told us they're there. We're going to go through and we're going to check the criteria of these pages. We're going to make sure that their content is really, really good and that people are social sharing them and that people are coming to these pages from multiple different locations on the internet. And if those pages don't meet those criteria, well, guess what? We're going to just omit them from our directory. They're not obligated to list your site. So if that's what they want to do, then our bar just went higher and they know the code base of these cookie cutter sites. So let's just look over here. And this just happens to be a page I'm working on. Uh, let me see if I can view, view source. The code base identifies itself with inside what you're using. This right now, Google sees this right here and it knows that's a WordPress website. So they know what code that they're expecting. 
can one of you guys in the scroll that has a word, uh, Squarespace website, go ahead and throw your, your website address up here for me a minute. Whoever first is the one I'm going to grab. So just nobody's typing. All right. Well, we'll have to wait till somebody figures out that they want to tell me what website address they have. All right. So what I was going to do is show you the difference in the code base so you can see it and you can thank you very much. So as you can see, this is WordPress now. Yours is a WordPress site. I need like somebody with a Squarespace website. Let me try this one and see if this one's Squarespace. All right, so this is, this is something strange. I don't even know what the heck this one is. I think this is Squarespace, this one. But if you look down the code base, it's nowhere near. It's all the style, inline style built in. There's, it's, it's identifying itself and it's identifying where this is all coming from. Um, and it, it basically tells Google, like, if you look, look at all this, that's why Google's not, Google can't even read that because it's not really clearly saying what that is. If I come back over here to this one, see how nice and neat all my, this is a, this is a WordPress theme site, uh, a WordPress site. So that's a, that's at least a step in the right direction. Um, and then this, the code is minified here, but it's all kind of put together in a way that it's not just div tag after div tag after div tag um, that they can't really understand. The other thing is nicely we've commented this theme out. So this, I know this all looks like gibberish if you're not used to reading it, but what my point was to tell you is that Google's basically identifying who, what that website's built with and making the determination on the front side. They know if they have a Google website the or a WordPress website, the chances are the code's clean and they're good to go. And if it's not, then they don't really want to be bothered with it because they know there's a lot of junk there that shouldn't be. Um, let me see. Okay. So John said, can I do a full backup with Backup Buddy? The answer is yes. I use Backup Buddy all the time. Um, we actually been backing up to uh, Glacial now with it, with the Amazon's Glacial. So it's been a dream. Does a great job. We're in good shape. Um, all right. How secure is WordPress to be used to manage a financial services organization that deals with credit reports? All right. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't think that, or at least I wouldn't think that you're going to be pulling those credit reports and, and storing them on your own website. I think there's a lot of um, issues with that. So I don't think that's something that you would be doing. Um, 
I will say that there really is not a lot of websites that are secure to be able to do that. And there would be a lot of customization needed to do that. So I would have to understand what you were wanting to do to better uh, explain it or better assess it. But I'm going to say, I don't think that you're performing the main functions or the code doesn't live on it. You're not storing those people's information on your website. Um, it, I think it should be being passed off and passed to somebody else. Um, it should go directly into a credit bureau. It shouldn't be going into your website. So that shouldn't, it shouldn't matter what the platform you use, because unless you're going to actually be the fulfillment company, you wouldn't have a huge problem. Same thing I tell everybody with the credit card people. Um, when you take a credit card, you shouldn't be taking that credit card and holding it locally. You need to be automatically passing it out right directly to your gateway. So when they type in the computer and they hit submit, it never touches your company. It goes right out directly to the credit card the credit card processors. Um, the fines are really pretty bad. Um, and I would highly recommend not keeping that kind of information if you don't have to. Okay, I registered my donut. What is the best way to move forward to build a website? Um, it's okay that you registered your domain with GoDaddy. You just need to make sure that you have a WordPress.org installed. That would be the best, to my mind, that's the best way to go forward. Um, is the way I would I would look at that. Um, and I would, I would tell you that um, that would be how I would approach it. I, I would just make sure whatever I did, if you want to stay with GoDaddy, great. Make sure you use a WordPress.org install and not their WordPress.com install. Okay, so this this comment is an interesting comment because this is um, you get what you pay for. It says I came across one, two, three websites and they offer free twenty five hundred dollar value but charge four hundred dollars or charge two hundred dollars for a five page website and four hundred dollars for uh, WordPress with free whatever. Okay, um, I don't know where that's being done. I don't know what's being embedded into a website. I know there's a lot of people that do things like this and then sorely regret it. You have, my bet is you'll have no control over it. And I'm going to give you an answer, uh, an example of something. I had somebody come to me and ask me to look at their website. And the website looked beautiful on the front side of the website, except when I turned the style sheets off to see what was under the hood, all this code gibberish in the background. Um, when I, when I did that, um, it said, this website was built on Mars. It's sponsored by Apple and iTunes. And we live in the Milky Way galaxy at 123blackhole.com. And that was what's embedded. Now, Google can see that. So the guy actually had a link in there to go and build um, stuff like that. Uh, had it embedded in the background. So... Our little, our poster here said, uh, free comes with a cost, just be careful. The problem with that is the people in this room, nine out of 10 of them can't assess the danger. They don't have the tool set to be able to decide whether something has been done right or wrong. So I always try to get everybody to follow best practices. Um, you need to make sure that who's ever doing your work, that you either trust them implicitly, like you would let their kid, your kids spend an afternoon with them or have somebody there that's able to be able to assess whatever they've done. Because you can't, the stuff that's embedded in websites, you would just be appalled if you actually all saw that. So these people that are offering $200 websites, um, 
I, I don't even know how to, because I mean, I know myself, it may take me five hours to build a page, one page. So if it's taking me five hours to build one page, where am I going with a $200 bill? I mean, we're, we're now under like minimum wage for a five page website. So I, I just really would caution against anything like that. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, done, done, done. Okay. Uh, somebody asked where you went to college. Uh, I don't know if you want to know about that. Okay. Can someone say something? Can you say something about Wix hosting? How does it rank? And they're, they're, it's, not, it's not their hosting. It's the fact that their platform cannot be picked up by Google. Um, and as I say that, like I said, they ran a contest where two of the top SEO people in the country went head to head to see if they could get something ranked. And they could do it. One of them did it. The other one couldn't do it. But if I have to have the top SEO company in the country go look at to see if your site can rank on Wix, where are you guys going with it? Um, they're another one that's difficult to get away from, and they suck you in and make you assign their domain to them. So, I, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, issues that I see with, with all of that. So I would be very, very careful with that. All right, let's see. I'm going to skip the, did you go to, let's see. What about Bizpedia and how to opt out? I don't even know what Bizpedia is. I don't know what that is. I'm going to have to skip that question because I don't even know what about that. All right. Do you have an opinion on installing WordPress on a site's root folder in a subdomain? Um, yeah, I do. If the web, if the website is going to be the main level website, it needs to be in the root directory. If it's going to be on a subdirectory, like a subdomain of it, it's okay to have it in a subdirectory. Or um, this would be a good example: custom built website. It runs the front end of the website. I put the WordPress install in a directory and I name that directory. There's a whole lot of regular expressions that usually have to be written to make that work right. But that would be a, that would be a, a functional, a functional um, example of what that would be. But nine out of 10 of you, the, actually probably 99 out of 100 of you, uh, the WordPress install should go in the root file and you should never put it in a subdirectory. Okay, let's see what the next one says. You guys are doing good on questions, I've got to say. All right, it says, what if what if, uh, what if several products from your Shopify site are ranking on the first page of Google, but you're not ranking for the broad search terms? So, all right, so you're ranking on, so if I go put a Ford F-150 in, you're ranking on the first page of Google with a Ford F-150. You, you won't rank on trucks, that's too broad. I mean, I'd like to see what that search term that you're ranking on, that you're saying you're ranking on the first team is, and then to see what the broader match is. The more competitive the search term, the less likely you are to, to rank, that I will say. The other thing is I have a, a friend that has a Shopify website that sells house plans. And they're ranked in Google, but you know what they're ranked in Google for? They're not ranked in Google for the website itself. It's their image search that's ranking. So although they're ranking on house plans and it works for them because the image search, when I'm looking for a house plan, I'm usually looking at the images to see what the house plans look like before I go somewhere to build it. But that's a very rare case. But yeah, Jeremy, I'd like to see what those search terms are before I, I make a determination on that. Um, once I create my ring website, what do I what do I register when somebody is looking for my service? My site will come up. I'm using WordPress to create my site. Okay, so 
you don't register anymore. There is no um, site registration like there used to be. It used to be you go in and you go register. I will say web.com network solutions, they do a lot of, um, they do a lot of uh, soliciting that they're going to go list your website. Um, they do that quite a bit, actually. The reality is there isn't, that's just, they're paying, they're just charging you for air because you don't know any better. Uh, what you need to do to get your website listed is go set up your webmaster tools. Search console uh, is what it's called now. Previously, it used to be webmaster tools. Um, and add the sitemap from your website into uh, the search console and Google index it. Um, and that will get it into the system. So they need a valid sitemap submitted through your search console and that will get it done. But there is no more registration of websites like there used to be in the old days. All right, let's see what the next one. Oh, that's these are the people with the URLs. We finally got to the bottom of the line here. Let's see. All right. Okay. It says this is new to me. I don't understand the difference between WordPress.org and a host like HostGator. Doesn't HostGator have templates that allow you to build your website? Or do you have to build them with WordPress.org? And HostGator just has your website and their services. Okay, so that's a that's a good question. Um, so there's different ways to do this. Um, and I'm going to try to explain this with an analogy um, so you understand. Web hosting companies are like apartment complexes. And they rent empty apartments and you move your files in. WordPress.org would be that scenario. So you go, you rent your empty apartment, you go and you decorate the apartment with your WordPress.org files and that those files belong to you and you control them. Um, and you know, I don't know whether HostGator has its own online building tool or not. So I'm gonna, I don't know that, but I'm gonna speak this in a bigger sense. You can also rent a furnished apartment where it comes with all the furniture and you go live in the furnished apartment. And when you go live in the furnished apartment, when you're done living there, you don't pack your stuff up and go, you just leave it there. The problem with a website is that you're investing time, you're investing money at times, and you're putting this effort in this brand and you've gotten uh, business cards and you've done all these things, the chance of you wanting to pick up and move out without taking your furniture with you is slim to none. The other thing is as you grow your business and your needs become more, the scalability is not there. So let's say keeping with my, I rent a one bedroom apartment. I then get married and then have a baby. And now I need a two bedroom apartment. Well, with the apartment complex, you pick up all your little stuff and you move over to the two-bedroom apartment and you all you have to do is put a change of address in at the post office. But if you're using a cookie cutter, they can't add a whole second bedroom on for you. So now you may have to do something different because you're out of whatever that pool is that they had for you to start with. So the scalability is not always there either. So I hope that kind of gives you a, a summary of, of, of that, the, that particular set of topics. 
but it, it's like an apartment complex and that's the best way I can, I can liken it. Um, so that, uh, you know, you can kind of understand what the differences are. As far as HostGator goes, my understanding is they're just an apartment complex. I don't know if they have a tool. Maybe they do now. I guess they might think they need to to be competitive. But um, that's the, that's the best way to explain it. And the thing is, when you use somebody else's tool, you cannot pick your marbles up and go. So if you get in a pricing dispute with them, if you get in a fight with them, if they don't, if you don't like their service, and I'm going to tell you, I had one of my own customers call me the other, he texted me the other night, and what he had done, the photographers have special needs, and a lot of the time they go to places like uh, Zen Photo or Zen, po I don't know, it's like um, a place like that, or Smug Mug or something along those lines. And it's designed to help distribute um, photos. He tells me out of the clear blue sky, he said he wanted to, like we, we are the post office for his website, but he rented an apartment somewhere else. So we get his, his mail, but his apartment was at this Zenfolio place. Zenfolio was charging him $10,000 a year. And he was like, that's it. I can't afford to pay that anymore. I need to get out of there. So he came back, rented an empty apartment from us and moved his, moved his furniture back into our, our apartment complex, if you will. Um, but what he had to do is rebuild everything from scratch. He couldn't just zip it up, put a handle on it and move it. Um, John Harris asked the question about backup buddy. Backup buddy, I run a backup. I download my backup, I go wherever I want to go, I run the install program, and my website's back up. In a matter of an hour, you can move your stuff if you if you set it up right. The poor guy with the Zenfolio, he's still building a new website over there. He said to me, he said, well, you know, it's downtimes right now because of COVID, you know, I don't have customers and so on and so forth. So if I'm going to do it, now's a good time to do it. So that's what he's over there spending his free time doing is rebuilding his entire set of circumstances by hand to not have to pay $10,000 to this photo company. The one thing I am going to say is this, though. The idea that you can keep moving and flipping your website, if you ended up having a website that had some value to it, that actually had some rankings to it, and you flip it, you can do what's called a 301 redirect on it and tell it, hey, we've moved from here to here. But the estimate is that Google only honors 80% of that. So, so think of like being a human and I move every so often. Every time I move, I live, lose 20% of my credit. So I don't know that I would like to lose 20% of my web ranking simply because I have to keep hopping out of one platform into the other. Now, if I do what I, what John said, which is use backup buddy, I pick my suitcase up and I move somewhere else and just open my suitcase, there's no loss. So that's another thing that coming in and out of platforms sets you up for failure. Uh, I, I don't know how else to say that to you because whenever you need to go somewhere else or your business dictates you need to do something else, you conceivably can lose 20% of the value of your website just simply by relocating yourself um, and changing the platform. 
So just kind of keep that in the back of your head too. I'd like to discourage that kind of behavior if, if I could at all. All right, so let's see. What's the best shopping cart to use? Well, I keep telling you WordPress and their shopping cart is WooCommerce and that's pretty beefy. Um, it can handle it can handle quite a bit. So that would be that still continues to be my answer, which is WordPress is the, the route to take with their WooCommerce plugin. All right, let's see what's the next one say. Is it possible to increase with Squarespace site? No. Um, it is in this in this regard. Um, I don't want to say necessarily no flat out like no. So theoretically, I could run a WordPress blog or the blog function on a subdomain and then put a link that says go to my blog and have it run over there. The problem is with that is that I don't keep the encapsulated power within the root of the website. So although Google has recognized that things are split up now that some places may run you know shop like seo the shop.seo411 or classes.seo411 that they do that for ease of use there's still some leakage of the power and see here's the thing if i'm exxon i got a lot of power and i don't need to push down on that but you guys we're like all baby fish swimming in this big ocean we need the best possible set of circumstances so that we can grow up and grow into being big fish. So although other places do this, um, it's not always the best route to take when I look at my own set of circumstances or the sort of circumstances that the people that are asking me. I'm going to assume that most of you guys are on the small side here tonight. So I, would, I wouldn't recommend splitting yourself between two domains for some reason to just kind of keep the Squarespace site. Um, I, I just would get out and get the whole thing moved over and be done with it. All right, let's see what my next question says. So how does a custom email address tie into this? Um, it, it just basically comes with it. I mean, it, it doesn't really necessarily tie in anywhere. I think anytime you have a website address, you can get an email address. Uh, your web hosting company should provide it. What I will say this, and I'm going to warn against this piece, um, some of the Microsoft mail providers like GoDaddy make it very, very difficult to move from them. So if you buy your three Office 365 services from GoDaddy, it's a real pain in the neck to try to leave GoDaddy. So um, it can be done, but it's a lot of hoops to jump through. So just kind of stick that in your head somewhere. Um, but your web hosting provider should uh, give you email or be able to provide that for you. Okay. Okay, so this is really interesting, okay? Because I would, this this search, let me do this. Lucky for you, I have tools. Hold on a minute. So the question, the, the gentleman that had the Ford 150 question, I suspected it was going to be something like that. Okay. You see, if you see my screen, I just changed over to Chrome. Let's see, where's my search box? 
So let me put this in and let's see what we're talking about here. There is 100% zero pressure on this keyword. And what I mean when I say that is this keyword is so non-competitive, Google doesn't even have a cost per click score on it. So the reason you're ranking on this with a Shopify website, I don't know which one of these you are, is because Google doesn't even look at this as on its radar of a word that anybody would even, or a set of words that anybody would want to even rank on. So the restrictors that would come on um, a search term or the delimiters in the vertical. So when Google's algorithms kind of getting really, um, I don't know, granular for the back of a better word, probably. They look and they say, okay, you do Italy vacations. We, we this is the, the way we approach uh, vacation sites. And the restrictors and the spam controls and all of that all fall within the travel industry. And it's almost got its own set of um, algorithm entries. This thing is not even on their radar. So as a result, it just is. Okay, so that's the first reason why this is ranking. Um, what is your, I don't know what your yours is. Jeremy, I, I, what, I need your domain too, because I don't even know which one of these you guys are. All right. But the thing is, this is a zero competition, zero bid. Google doesn't even know this search term exists, per se. Come here. Come on if you're coming. Come on. Sorry, the, the noisy dog is back. Um, so with that said, I would say that. Now, something, let's go with tube amount. Let's just go with tube amount, please. So that is so super specific, they don't even, there are no even searches for that. If I go with tube of mouthpiece, it looks like tube of mouthpiece is 2,900 a month. Yeah. So it's a 40%. They say it's highly competitive and it's uh, 2,900 searches a month. So that is on their radar. So it's going to have a much different lift than some set of words that you've strung together that really have no meaning to anybody um, but you. Now, the question that I would have is how many people put in that exact search term that super long um, versus this tube of mouthpiece? That would be one of the questions that I would have in this. But as far as Google is concerned, the reason that even ranks in a Shopify website is because there's zero competition on it. This thing you'll never rank on because at the end of the day, you actually have to go do a whole bunch of things right to be able to rank on it. And I don't think you're, you're even, I don't know what you are, but my guess is you're not even close to it. See, yeah, you're up against Amazon on the first page. So you kind of have to start to get your, you gotta, yeah, this other thing that you're showing me is so super specific versus like these here that are just way out there. Okay, so let's go answer that, that, that one, that, that one, that, that one. Done. Done, done. All right, this is, <laughs> all right, hold on, this is probably going to be one of my favorite questions. 
I had a situation where I hired and paid over $5,000 for a website and a simple shopping cart, five products or less. And the company wants me to do back end coding and handle shopping cart after they finish the design. In my opinion, it was a ripoff and I'm a marketer, not a coder company was not transparent. This happened seven years ago. Is this something that happens now? Do companies expect you to know web design and coding and what companies are reputable these days? Um, oh, that's a really interesting question. Um, so your circumstance is not uncommon. Um, I think that this industry is probably one of the most crooked industries out there. And it's why I kind of decided that we needed a voice in the woods here and we needed somebody that would be out there that would be honest and answer people and helps help people um, and try to do the best we can. Um, as far as to handle your own shopping cart, on some ways you should be able to handle your own shopping cart in the sense of adding a product, deleting a product, writing a description for a product, the interface should be easy enough for you to be able to do that. Now, I think WordPress's interface is easy to do that, okay? Um, I do agree with you that you were ripped off more than likely with that price. Maybe there's something specific there that I don't know about that those five products were actually five products with 50 attributes on them. So maybe there was something more complex than that. Um, do I think that companies are transparent in what they do? Not all of them. In fact, I think nine out of 10 of them are not. I think there's very few solid, honest web design or search engine optimizations companies out there. I, I just, it's really a, it's a really a rough road and I really feel for you guys trying to make a decision. Um, as far as, <laughs> What companies are reputable these days? Not very many. Um, I like the people that come to us after they've been burned because they appreciate who we are. Um, what else I would say is that if you happen to meet somebody that does web design and search engine optimization, and they are allowed to teach classes and partner with big people in the city and do that, I might think that they'd have a better reputation out of than somebody you just go find on the internet. Uh, that price seems a little steep to me for what you're describing. Um, but I, you know, the one thing I can say to do is see if you can't go get some references from them. Um, I somehow think that might be the best way to do that. Um, but I would look at who the people are, who the management team is, what are they been doing, who are they affiliated with, do they hide, uh, and ask questions like, do they code in this country? I, I mean, do you use people in the United States, or are you just a front for India that you don't even really know what what's what? So I mean, that's a that's a really tough question to answer. Um, it as far as to knowing code, no, you really shouldn't be able to have to know how to code something. Although I could see maybe to change it, you know, it depends, but for the most part, no, you shouldn't be needing to code anything. You should be able to just type in an interface and hit update. All right, this one says, it seems to be over my head, but I have a website with GoDaddy not showing what to do. I have a one-year contract. Um, huh. Well, I don't know what you have with GoDaddy. So I think that starts to be the first set of questions that I have. 
Um, did you use their GoDaddy in a box? Did you use GoDaddy tonight? Did you use WordPress.com? If you use WordPress.com, it's going to have to be moved by hand to get out of there. Um, I can't. That's the one thing. John, you asked about Backup Buddy. You cannot pick up and move a GoDaddy or a WordPress.com site with Backup Buddy. It doesn't allow it. So there's that problem as well. All right, so here's a really good question. Speaking of Johnny asked another question. So guy with the one-year contract, Rudy, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'd have to look at that more to see what more you're asking me on that. And it's okay that things are over your head. That's why I'm here. And that's why I do this because I, I really want to get to where I'm trying to help as many of you as I possibly can. The more educated I can make you, the better you are to make better decisions. Um, and the less likely to have problems or fall into traps. So that's why I come here every two weeks to kind of talk to as many entrepreneurs as I can to get you guys into the best possible position to succeed. So there is nothing to worry about if something seems to be over your head. Um, all right, so the next question, can you do a full backup with Wix, Squarespace, et cetera? No, not at all. You have to move everything page by page by hand. The only one and don't quote me on this, that has an export function is Weebly. I think that's the only one that we've been able to successfully export and pull over. Uh, the rest of these sites all have to be put, brought up, built, and moved over by hand. So um, that's that problem. Oh, you're, and, then, and Jeremy said he's Professor Mouthpiece. I don't know that I saw Professor Mouthpiece. Oh, here you are here. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So if you, let me see if I can do this here. I have a tool that tells me about the websites and what their value is and what they do and what's going on with them. Um, so that I can go in, look at a website and assess what's the value of that website. And no offense. Okay. But according to this, you're only ranked on 17 words. We can go find out what they are. You have no domain authority. You have no power. And in fact, on some level, they actually gave you a spam score of a two. So there, you really shouldn't have a spam score of anything at this point. Um, the reality is that that term is so off the beaten track it has no value to it, has no nothing to it, and that's the only reason you're ranking. All right. So I don't know if you're getting business on it and you just got lucky here, but they just, this is such a, I don't even, there's not even enough metrics on this to say how many people search for this a month. That, I mean, like this, according to Google, zero people search for this a month. That's how this whole term, not the tube of mouthpiece, but this Robert Tucci art. The RT-50, okay? And I wonder if I, why don't I do that? Let's see if it's this. 